0: Five uh, podcast where five fellas, Mario, Warren, Kev, Chris, and myself, Quan, discuss various topics that uh, we decide to talk about. Today is a special one because today is an opportunity for me to really dive into something super crazy, super heavy, maybe a little bit controversial, but we're going to get into it and see how everybody feels. Um we might even entitle this one uh parents are not superheroes. Um this is a little personal, a little near and dear uh to me. So uh please uh endure or how can I say uh humor me if you will. Um so a couple things that kind of uh cross through my mind are that uh parents are people, right? Parents have flaws, if you really think about it, parents are parents were children that grew up, became adults, and also had children. Um, superheroes, on the other hand, are idolized they are also more or less fictitious, but the one thing about superheroes is that they're not supposed to make mistakes, and usually they don't make mistakes um they have strengths like virtue, courage, and uh, they're super strong, super smart, super fast, all these different things. Um, But that's not how people are. And at the end of the day, parents are our people. Uh, So there's a couple different sections I wanna get into. Um, But what are you guys' thoughts on what I've said so far based off the parents or people they have flaws superheroes are idolized um uh, and they
1: superheroes make, don't make mistakes i uh I, I think parents are superheroes until they're not right like i think when you're a little kid and you, you see your parents you you look up to them um and you don't see their flaws you don't see anything like your parents can probably do no wrong from the age when you can probably first start having your first memories until you get to be a teenager and um and then slowly i mean maybe with some parents it doesn't happen but you know maybe you start to realize more and more their humanity and um and areas where you might have done something different or areas where they might have little shortfalls so i i hear um those comments um you know being a dad and knowing uh what i wanted you know like my dad did his best but knowing i think what i wanted for my dad I, I try to maintain that superhero person as much as possible um for blake um i want to be like that guy but I, I totally get where you're going like um you know there are points I, i've been let let down by both parents um at different stages where um yeah, you you definitely lose the uh, the mystique and uh, you know the r- real life happens.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I I get I get the statement. Uh, but like going back to like my childhood, I never like, I never looked up to either one of my parents. Like I never did even you know as a kid. Um, and yeah, I was I mean I was disappointed tons of times. Um, by my parents. Um, like I didn't look at them in a negative light, but I never like you know i never looked at I never looked at them as if like they can't do any wrong or anything like that. I don't know, I guess I did just look at them as like people that had little people, maybe um, I do understand that sentiment though um but you know i don't i don't I don't think I've ever felt that. I don't think I, I don't think I've ever felt that I've never like idolized my parents or yeah like honestly like uh, I I guess this may suck so mom or dad if you ever listen to this I'm sorry I'm not trying to be negative but like I never like I just I never yeah I never like looked up to my parents I never I never held them you know in that light so for me I I totally get the statement like I totally get the statement but I never Like, I never felt that before, but I have, you know, known people that have held their parents into that light. Like, their parents can do no wrong. And pretty much they always, you know, rescue them or save the day when they're in the jam and and stuff like that. And that's awesome. I've always thought it was awesome. I've always thought that type of stuff was dope. Uh, That just wasn't my experience. And then now being a parent, I do try to be as realistic as possible. Um I, I I definitely let my children know that it may not always turn out the way they want it to be or things may not happen the way they want. And it's pretty much like uh I guess I wanna to say tough love, but not necessarily. I got daughters, so I'm not I'm not as tough. Um, but it's just kind of a, a more realistic approach. Pretty much, like things don't always go the way you want them to be. Things are not always going to happen the way you want them to happen, and it's okay for that to be the case. Um, but yeah, I, de- I, de- I guess I definitely get it. I just, it just hasn't been my experience. Yeah,
3: I can. I'll hop in. I mean, I, I definitely get it as well. I- Please tell me if my audio is choppy as well, fellas, this time around. But I'm, I, I definitely understand what you're saying in terms of um, them being held to high regard. You guys know my backstory. And um, I'm close with my pops, um, you know, very, very close with him. And I, he is my, he's still my hero. He's not a superhero. I mean, I know he has a lot of flaws, um, as my mom does. Uh, I know he's not a perfect man. Um, but I think he's done a, a heck of a job raising me and my sister, so he is my hero. Um, you know, me knowing that he still has flaws. I mean, and he's not a perfect person. Um, same thing. And so I look at, I look to him in high regard. He's he's not on a pedestal. I call him all the time for his crap. Um, but you know, what he is he's still my hero. Um, so um, I think that you know I, I have a different take on it. But I think that you can have look up to your parents and 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 hold them in high regards as being somebody look up to or being a hero, but also understanding that they they're not perfect people. They're going to let you down, um, but they're going to try come through to you more times than they are going to let you down. Um, so this is kind of my my personal take on on that. But I also understand the sentiment um, that's shared by, you know, Leo and, and Quan and Kev. Um, and, you know, and a lot of times there are a lot of people that have kids that are children or that are kids themselves that are raising a, a child. Um, so that also is another factor. My parents had me at later in life, so they were a little bit more established, which can make a difference. I'm not saying always, but, you know, it definitely also makes a difference as well when you, you know, are established and can, and can provide a different level, um, to your child because you're in your thirties, late thirties and established as opposed to being, you know, in your early twenties and just trying to survive yourself. And you got a little mini me tagging along <laughs> that that's, you know, I can't imagine myself at 22 years old trying to take care of a, you know, a mini me, um, I probably would have sucked. So, you know, I, I get that as well. So that's that's kind of my take, and I'll, I'll turn it over to
4: Laura now. Um, yeah, so um, I guess I feel similarly to, you know, a lot of you in terms of like the general definitions. Um, But you know me, you got to look up a definition. So a hero, I guess by its basic definition, is a person admired for achievements and noble qualities. So if we're going to go from that, I feel like it would make sense why parents and caregivers and folks that are older and bigger and close to us when we're younger would serve as our heroes because we don't know anything yet, right? We're just kind of out in the world, figuring stuff out. We're just kind of, you know, trying to make sense of things. And we have these people that serve as guides, as, as, you know, leaders, as the trailblazers to kind of identify what's what, you know, we see them do great things. And, you know, maybe it's not something really great. But you know, as as a little person, you know, how much do we know? So, yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting. I, I think anybody can be a hero. And, and I think, you know, based on kind of the relativity of children and their parents, the hope is that parents are doing what they can to kind of raise the young and show them the way to, to best navigate. But you know, best and worst is relative, right? Good and bad is relative. It's all relative. So, you know, it's kind of like my my tangential response to the question. Um, I, but I, I, I think in a general sense, Q, I agree with with you. Um, where I don't know, they're definitely not superheroes, right? They're they are people that just have more abilities than other people and you know me as a three-year-old or five-year-old versus you know a parent that you know maybe has 20 30 40 years obviously it's going to be they're going to look like a hero to me just because they do things and like oh wow that's great how you did this so that's it's so amazing to me um but yeah i don't don't know if i don't know if I, i i think i think the hope is that parents and caregivers are standing in as heroes um I, I think, you know, kind of Chris's point, I think people are going to fall short sometimes and, you know, trying to be young, figuring things out on your own and then having to worry about somebody else can be very difficult. Um, and that's, you know, not even including or considering any of the other life stuff that you bring into this this thing. Like I'm bringing in, a, you know, a child into the world and, you know, I have mental health issues or I'm unemployed or, you know, I'm by myself or any of these things that makes it as a as a task significantly more difficult. So, yeah, I think my hope is that that caregivers and parents are heroes, but I do kind of agree with the idea that they are maybe not. um, And that's if they don't know how to be, they definitely won't be.
1: I I wanna jump in real quick before we get to Quan and and, and go a little deeper. I I think hearing more and and thinking a little bit more after everyone had a chance to respond, I I think two things are true here. I think, you know, I think parents most or maybe the good ones strive to be a hero or try maybe not strive, they try to do their best for their kid. And sometimes that may come off as Warren was saying when you're a younger kid as, man, my, my, my parents are hero, they really came through or when I was hurt they really came through and that made me feel better or um I got jammed up and somebody really came through, picked me up and got me out of that jam. Um I, I think when we say superhero, I think we all have this kind of romanticized view of, of superhero or hero. And what we've seen more and more in the movies is that you know, heroes do have flaws. Like it took the Avengers a long time to come together. They had to get over egos and, and, and insecurities and, and things like that. So I, I think we are missing, um, you know, the opportunity for a parent to, to stand there and be a parent when they could run or flee. Is something that's commendable. That's it's it's heroic in a way. Um, You don't have to do that job. I mean, some parents choose it. Some, you know, sometimes you have an oops. Um, But having an oops and then deciding to go forward, that's a heroic kind of thing. Um, And you don't get a manual. um, You don't get a. uh, There's no YouTube on how to how to parent. So, um, making it, taking your lumps and, um, you know, especially once you kid gets to the teens. So, you know, I started to rebel a little bit. Um, just since I was coming into my manhood, I felt that way anyway. And, um, I pushed back my mom a lot and, um, and it was hard, but she didn't like run away scared or like, she didn't stop being like tough on me. Like, um, so those are lessons in hindsight that I didn't love 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, but um, I know that was work and it took a level of dedication um, to hold me to the standards she wanted me to get to. And in that way, that's made me who I am. So like, that was, I don't always give her her flowers. I mean, I do on Mother's Day and all that stuff. Like I don't be like, mom, that was super dope. Um, so at the same time, I, you know, you got the criticism, but there's also the stuff where you you take a couple steps back and it's like, on the other hand, you did it. And I think, all that to say, I think two things can be true. I think you can still have those heroic capabilities, but when the when the letdown comes, the letdown just hits so much harder. Perhaps maybe because you had them up on that pedestal, and it's hard to understand the uh, the duality, I guess, as a, as a kid. Um,
4: so, just wanted to say that before we jump back in. All right, like expect, talking about expectations, right, Kev? Just kind of yeah, if 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 we're thinking that they're supposed to do something more than than they do. It's like, yo, you you didn't you didn't hold up your end. Like you're not what I thought. You're not what I wanted.
1: One of the uh, so one of the issues that hit me, man. Like my dad, like I guess, say always tried his best um, and is generally a good person, um, but has you know sometimes you let you know whatever things happen. But as I got to be older and be really become a man, like in my mid you know early to mid twenties, um, and particularly when I had uh blake it got even worse but like you know there'd be a lot of um, we'd have a lot of talks one on one and um it'd be about standards you know this is how you should carry yourself as a man this is how you should do this this is how you should do that this is um you know you're you're only as good as your word all that kind of stuff and then over time um you know when he had some rough spots he wasn't meeting those standards and i got extremely pissed off um because i was like this is the person I, I. I was aspiring to be this created persona that I thought you were, you know what I mean? Like this, you know, all these things you told me to be, I thought you was doing it too. But now, that, now that I can actually be it and manifest it, you not doing it. So like, who's holding you accountable? And like, I got really upset. Um, it was hard. um still hard for me to reconcile it. Like we, we aren't where we were. Um, so, um, you know, it, it's, that's, that's an ongoing, peace um so yeah as as the, going back to that original statement like that Kwame, like that is you know when um you realize if you if you had them in that kind of pedestal and you realize like oh man they are people um and they're going to make mistakes accepting that and understanding um why if you can get to a why it's tough it's tough and um i'll say this this is off the topic well on the topic though. I'll say this later.
0: I'll say that for later. Go ahead, Kwan. Um. All right. So yeah, a lot of what you guys said are, are kind of things I expected, and um, that was kind of the the purpose of like bringing it up. Um. It's uh, I think making that realization is probably one of the toughest things for uh a young person to really grapple with, and I think we all make it a different different points in time in our life. I mean, it varies. Sometimes we don't make that realization until we're like early into adulthood or even late into adulthood. Sometimes we make that realization, you know, early in our adolescence. Um, No matter when we make that realization, it's always something that I think is, um, it, it creates an opportunity for us to determine how we interpret it and what, what we're going to do moving forward. Um, So like for me, growing up in a single parent household, you know, I really watched, uh, you know, my mother go through a lot of different things and I always admired her, um, her, how can I put it? Her fortitude, right? Her strength and her ability to persevere through certain situations, to overcome certain things, her determination, her, you know, all these things that made her great. And also saw her go through some really, really rough times, some really rough patches. Um, but I always like admired her for her strength and her ability to persevere and you know, make her way out of nowhere and all that kind of good stuff. Um, but as I got older, um, you know, I kinda like Kev, what you were saying, like, you know, hold them to a standard, I began just to look and see and have a more um objective viewpoint. And that has caused a lot of tension between the two of us, my mother and I. Um, because it's it's as though for me to hold her to the same standard as I will hold anybody else. Categorically is something in her mind I should not do because she is my mother. To which I say, well, you're still a person. And what, what even, even more so what, what solidifies that for me is I understand the terms of my conception, right? So it's like, I can look, I can, I can see. Like how that came to be, and it it wasn't a glamorous thing. It wasn't a romanticized thing. It wasn't like a you know we're gonna be together and you know we're madly in love with each other and da da da. It just wasn't. And understanding, you know, knowing women now that have gone through that experience, knowing that like that's a decision that they have to make and how they weigh it and how they move things forward and having to deal with you know, how they're going to navigate that situation. I mean, I, I I understand it. I get it. And I also know that that's, that's a difficult choice to make one, but two, like, that's just a very tough and, and draining role uh, to take on. Um, but all that said, it's also, um, Like I said, it's it's not glamorous. It's not perfect. It's not that. It's not what a superhero. That's not the origin story. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the, the, they pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and they became like this great champion for a cause. It's like, no, it's like, you probably didn't think this one through, but you're making the best of it, which is what you should be doing. You know, it's very admirable. But at the end of the day, it's not something that you went in to prepare for. Um, So I'm going to go into a a different kind of topic, Um, same same strain, Um, how we see our parents versus how our parents see us and how we see our children versus how our children see us for those that have parents. I mean, for those that have kids. I'll do it again. Do it again. <laughs> how we see our parents versus how our parents see us and how we see our children versus how our children see us.
4: Let me jump in. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to go in first because I, obviously I don't have children and I think I have a different kind of angle from this or for this. Um, so... When you asked the question, I guess what the first thing that really jumped up for me is thinking about a lot of the points or some of the points that have been made kind of by a bunch of us so far tonight, um, where Quan, you, I think you, you probably spoke on it the most, you know, just in your, your last little bit. But um, there's often or there's there's this piece of preparedness for parenthood. Right. And I think we've we've kind of conversationally identified that. Parenthood is not necessarily something for which one can really prepare, right? You can, you can hear stories. You can be told, you know, here are some things you can do, but that doesn't mean that it'll, it is the answer. It is the way, um, and as kind of when you put, when you put the question out, I, I kind of have this visual and what I'm looking at is, or what I saw was this, this place where I'm looking at a parent looking back on, looking at their child, thinking, all right, so I've done what I can, like, I'm, 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 I'm doing what I can. And I hope this works out. Um, I, I hope this person turns out to do something great, or to be, be something awesome, or, you know, or make, make, make things different, or, or better for people. And I feel like, and then I see the child, the child looking at the parent, like, you know, wow, I'm watching you do these things that are awesome and great. And there's this disconnect between those two things where, and I think this is kind of where you were before Quan of this idea of, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to do this. So. I don't know what I'm showing you, my child. Like, I don't know what you're seeing for me. I am, I'm trying to keep a roof over our heads. I'm trying to get food on the table. I'm trying to keep us safe. I'm, I'm, I'm figuring out how to do that while I'm juggling all the other things that life is throwing, you know, at, at us. And I don't, I, I, I'll never know I'll never know what's going on for you. I just know what I'm kind of contributing and doing out there and hoping that it lands someplace great, right? So I I know we've kind of talked about, you know, some of our our, uh, father stories and like, you know, the level of impact and like, you know, sometimes they succeeded. Sometimes they didn't, you know, but. I don't know if every parent goes into parenting. Thinking about doing something like making, raising a child to do something awesome. I don't think that's a thing. I think, you know, we kind of talked about it sometimes, you know, children are accidents, you know, they're not, I'm sorry, they're unplanned. Um, and it's like, oh, wow. Like I was just getting myself out of debt. Okay. And then this thing happened. What do I do now? All right. Well, I've got this child. I, I guess I need to figure out how to make it work. So we see this, this child, or this child comes in the story and, and, This child has these parents that are scrambling, trying to figure out how to get it all together. And that's that's what it is. It's it's an adult trying to figure it out or survive. With an audience, with this very intimate, connected audience that that they and and they don't know. They don't even know the show they're watching, but they're watching their front row center kind of like, oh, what's going on? So, you know, Kev, kind of going back to your your, uh, piece before about you know thinking about how you know your father did his best and then when you got to a place where you were were able to kind of like compare it like wait but like yo you you botched that you you fumbled a bunch and it's tough because maybe the story is like i, I didn't know what i was doing and I, I didn't like i had you and and i i i, I don't know right so 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 I, so I didn't mean to hijack that conversation out so so i guess kind of just like landing it it, it as soon as you said looking at those kind of like those relationships, those reverse relationships, I'm, it, what came up for me is two, two folks or two sets of folks that have no idea how what they're doing is impacting the other or, or not even really able to consider it at the forefront because they're so busy trying to figure their own stuff out. Right. It's almost like their their focus isn't to worry about the other party. They worry their focus is to worry about themselves and hope like some good things can kinda of dribble to the, the, the other party in the in the interim. If that made all made sense, you know, yeah know me. I got you.
1: hmm Rio, you wanna jump in or you want me to go?
2: Uh, I mean I can. Um In regards to the first portion, I think the first portion was I guess how do I view my parents, and how do my parents view me? Um, I don't know. That has that has definitely changed over time. Um, I I I don't think I've really delved in on on here. So for you guys listening, um, I've I've never had the greatest relationship with my father. Um, he was around. But he wasn't around um like he he was housed under the the same roof i was but he was never really there um had a whole bunch of extracurricular activities that kind of held his attention instead of uh you know raising his family um was a great provider though um you know bills were always paid you know it was food in the fridge and stuff like that but you know, in other aspects it was kind of like non existent. Um and for a long time, you know, as a child and as an adolescent and even a young man, um, I resented my father and, and held a lot of anger. Um and unfortunately over time I realized it affected a lot of my relationships with a lot of people that I were close to. Um so anytime, like I couldn't even have a conversation about my father. Anybody asked me anything about him, it would be kind of like, I don't talk, don't like, don't mention him to me. Like I don't want to talk to him. Like he was a trigger. Like he triggered something inside of me. It just that was not positive at all. Um. Um. And 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 now at the current moment, my father is incarcerated. Um. He's been incarcerated for the last ten years. Um. And he'll be there for another eight. Um, and obviously (laughs) he has time to talk and he has time to, uh, you know, get to know me because he has nowhere else to go. He has nothing else to do. Um, but I had, while he was, while he's been in there, I've had to learn to, to let go of a lot of things in regards to my relationship with him um you know we touched on um about having having children at at a young age my father having was 16. um my father was 16 my mother was 17. um so like my parents are the epitome of kids having kids um so yeah they were winging it um had no idea what they were doing uh they were still in high school my father was a junior my, my mother was a senior um my mom didn't even get to finish at the time uh because of everything you know with me um so i mean i view my i view my father now as a man that has made bad decisions and made mistakes um whereas before he was just like a bad dad like he was just a bad father period like it was nothing else you couldn't tell me anything different like he just he just sucks as a father um But I I realized he is human. He had his own things going on at the time um, that he had to deal with personally before he could be anything good to me. And um, I would hope if I was in a situation like that, that somebody wouldn't hold that against me. Um, So it kind of assisted and helped me to let go of a lot of that anger and that resentment towards him. Um, I mean, all isn't forgiven, but I mean, you know, we're necessarily in a better, we're in a better place than we were. Um, so I guess for the first part, cause that was extremely long-winded, sorry guys. Um, but I guess like for the first part, as far as how do I view my parents, I just view them as people that did the best they could to raise their children. It wasn't pretty, it wasn't, like, nice, but, I mean, for the way that, like, me and my siblings turned out for the most part, with the way things could have been, they could have been very, very different. Um, And, uh, you know, honestly, some of the situations I'm actually kind of thankful for, because a lot of them shaped who I am today, and, and I got a lot of good things out of it. Um, but that's, that's more of a personal thing. That's not more so of like them. Um, and then the second half of the question, um, how do I view my children? Cause I do have children. How do I view my children versus how my children view me? Um, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of look at my children as like, like I wanna say like, I don't know if like a, a sponge or something, like, I don't know, some like free flowing thing. And I look at my job as to just guide them in whatever direction they want to want to go. Um, like, cause clay is like the wrong thing. Cause clay is like, you're molding it, you're chipping it down. Or, no, cause I'm not doing any of the work. They are, like they're doing the work. I'm kinda just like, the guide hand like okay so where do we want to go we want to go here we want to go there okay i'll assist you going through this that you want to do like that type of thing not necessarily this is what you should do or whatever the case may be no i want them to i want them to come up with these things and figure these things out on their own um and i want to do my best to assist them with achieving whatever that is um And how my children view me, Um, I mean, they're really young, I hope. I hope they view me as someone that always has their best interests at at mind. And that's always in the forefront. Um, Someone that puts their wishes and or needs sometimes once. Before my own, Um, and just somebody they can rely on and depend on, Um, like I strive to be extremely consistent with my children, Um, I work really, really hard at it, even at times when I honestly don't want to be, Um, I know how things was when I was coming up, and that's kind of like my driving, like that's the thing that drives me the most, is the things that I liked, like, it's a saying that I, I've seen, like, like like be, I, I don't remember verbatim, so don't quote me on this, guys. It's out there. I've seen it in memes and stuff like that, but it's kind of gives, like, the sentiment of, like, be what, like, the things you wanted or needed as a kid, like, to somebody else. And that's kind of what I use. Like that's kind of what drives me when it comes to like building relationships with my with my kids, um, and in anything they want and or need around that. Like I just know how things was for me and the things that triggered me in a negative way and not having the ability to to voice my thoughts or even have the ability to put any input in anything honestly involving me like I knew how that affected me and that is not something that I want my children to go through. Um, so I hope that they see those things. They're really, really young. So I don't, I don't know if I can actually get that type of response from them, but I just like, I, I do that type of work to hope that one day they do see that. Um, I know that was really long winded. I'm sorry, guys. I guess
0: um,
2: i
3: guess I'll go ahead. Um... I think how i view my parents i view them as being um uh too many that, that that showed me and my sister a lot of love growing up um they provided for both of us and um and did the best they could do to be loving um and and great parents overall um as i, as I mentioned i'm i'm the cosby kid of my cousins i don't know if i should say cosby anymore because uh he's in jail now but you know my my, my relatives have been me and my sister. the huxtables
1: the huxtables
3: thank you the huxtables Huck, because you know we two family household, you know, brother, sister, you know, parents were there, you know, provided for us, all that good stuff at the private school. Um so my my parents, I, I hold hold in high regards. Um and I talk about my dad more than my mom because um, you know, we we have that um uh, that bond, that that son father bond and course my mom as well, but she has dementia. So you know she's not the same woman that I used to know, unfortunately. Um, but that's just how life is um, but you know, um, that's that's how I view my parents is just being just just people that that love me um, and were always there for me. They're always there for me to this day if I ever really need anything. And uh, you know, and I, you know, I'm really thankful for them. Um, in terms of how they view me, I think my uh, you know, my parents told me all the time that they're really proud of how you know they they that I'm I'm a man that takes care of my kids and I'm a, you know hopefully a good son, good brother, all that stuff, good friend to you guys. So. Um, you know, they, 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 they tell me that they're proud of me and, and that, you know, they love me. So, um, that's how they view me. Um, kind of a funny story. Um, I passed in an exam for, um, a certain, certain study I was studying for and, uh, this guy cut me off. So as I'm talking and I'm always so proud of you, son. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> at road raids, So I'm chasing the guy down, like cussing at him, flicking him off and all this stuff like, oh, he's so, you're such a great son and a great human being. I'm like, no, I'm not, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a raging lunatics sometimes, <laughs> aka they hawk, um, but they they view me as being their their, you know, their son that they, you know, they did a good job raising. So kind of a funny story. They kinda of like the mood a little bit there. Um, and in terms of how um, I view my my children, um, I view them as being just, you know, they're my seed, man. You know? they're, they're like they're my, my two my two little boys. Uh, um, and and I'm, I'm I'm here to protect them, uh, provide for them and, and hopefully do for them as my parents did for me. Uh, so that's that's my job is to provide for them and and to kind of show them the same upbringing that I was blessed to have with my parents. Um, how they view me, I mean, Jamie's a baby, so um, um, how I would say how Jackson views me is 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 uh, being you know just his dad, man. You know, um, I always tell him I love him every single day and I'm like you know I love you, right? And he's like yeah, and he's like how do you know, that? It's like like you tell me you love me every single day, so like. I try to, you know, and I don't think there's nothing wrong with telling your kid that you love them, you know, like man, like son, daughter, whatever, you know, some people will say, you know, that's, you're weakening your kid by telling your son you love him. Like, I don't see how that's possible. Like, my dad told me he loved me every single day and he's the furthest thing from weak there is, military. So, uh, but I tell him that I love him every single day and I just, I hope that, you know, the way that he sees me as being just a provider, um, you know, somebody's going to be there for him, uh, for the rest of his life and just, you know, a protector. Um, so that's, that's my, uh, I guess my, my answer to those questions. So.
1: Then I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, I, so I'll start off with this and it'll, it'll make sense as I go on, but, um, and it's what I want to come back to, and it's probably a good a good point. Um, I want to make sure that as we acknowledge that our parents um, may have made mistakes, um, you know, things as we're getting older that we would have done differently, um, we gotta be sure to forgive them. You know, what I mean, it's a powerful thing to forgive them. Um, you know, they're getting up in age, fellas, so um, you know, ain't, ain't no guarantee we're gonna have them for a long time. So like, you know, really, really, really forgive them. Um, and I say that to say that I, I think my parents, as Chris said, are also proud, um, and happy of the person I became. My mom's major job was to keep me off the streets. In like her mind, I think her main focus was like keep them off the streets, keep them out out of jail, keep them from getting shot, keep them safe. And um, and I'd be bitter, I think, from as a kid to be like, yo, I didn't need that. I, I what I needed was like more understanding or like more, you know love or compassion not love she loved me a lot um but more of a kind of guiding piece of like i'm growing into a young man like i need care but also you know understanding that i'm i'm developing and um i felt restricted and confined at a point where i was like ah you know so I, i got combative um but i would say my parents were at the same you know they would say they're proud they they like who i the person i became but at the same time they would say i i might be a little mean right i have maybe st uh standards too high standards i might have um expectations of them that were unfair um i might be a little tough and uh and hard uh might have trust issues and all those kind of things. And those are things that come up when, as people uh, related, um, you know, parents uh, don't always get it right. So sometimes kids have to deal and figure it out and it leaves um, um, some gaps, I guess, in their development as they grow older, you're like, oh, all right, this is why I react to these certain things in this way. Um, and um, so I think, you know, when you, if you ask them an honest question, they will give you all that, um, you know, there as I've tr- tried to say, you know, you acknowledge that parents make mistakes or things go wrong. And um I can do a better job. I said, you know, as I'm saying to forgive, I'm really talking to myself too. Like we gotta do a good job of you know, realizing they did as best they could and um and there's still more we can get from them. There's still more we can learn. You know, just because we're grown out doesn't mean like the relationship ends between parent and child. Like there's still more knowledge to gain. And they still had life experiences that we haven't had. So um, I think trying to keep that perspective is good. Um, But, um, but yeah, I think they would say proud, but also, like, maybe ease up a little bit, son. Um, (laughs) I look at them now as as just I love them. You know, I love them. I cherish them. I thank God for them. Um, Like I said, you know, I've definitely had times where I wish they had done better. Um, But I think that's a fair criticism because I know them better than everybody. Um and uh, so that's 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 you know the parent and and child back and forth there. Um and then for you know my son, um as you know both Chris and um and, and Rio had alluded to. Um I won't give him all information in the world like um you know definitely my job is to protect him, protect him, um, provide, um guide. And I'm just trying to expose him to as much as possible so that he can kind of take all his information and, and, and pick a path that he feels right is right for his life. And my job is to make sure that path is, you know, as unobstructed as, poss- un- un- unobstructed as possible, Um, you know, if I can and, and, and encourage him, give him confidence to, to go forward and, and be who he wants to be and accomplish things he wants to accomplish. Um, so I try and give him a bunch of love. Like, you know, as Chris said, um, I have a son and I don't care. Like I pick him up, you know, I'm pick him up as long as I can. He's almost 60 pounds and he's getting taller every day. Um, I still pick him up and give him a hug before he goes to bed. I still carry him on my shoulders when I can. I still give him a kiss on his cheek or forehead, you know, 10 times a day. Um, that's my guy. So, um, so I try and just give him encouragement and love as much as possible and um, let him know I always got his back. Um, so you know that's how I view him. Um, how he views me, uh, I would love to be a superhero. I don't know. I I know he looks up to me. I know he thinks I'm like strong. Um, I know he knows he can depend on me. Um, and that I'll keep him safe. So you know, as long as I keep those things, um, I can always be that. I'm I'm cool. But um, but yeah, I think he knows that you know, Dad's gonna watch out for him. Dad's also gonna let him know when he messes up. Um, you know, <laughs> those, those expectations kind of work both ways, so I, I do put a lot on him. Um, but um, but I hope he knows that and I think he does know that, you know, he'll always have um, somebody in this corner, um, you know, ready to do whatever is necessary for him to be uh, safe and successful, so um, that's that part. Um,
3: yeah, I, just, I just want to take, take a moment just to, just to, you know, just say for Rio and, and Kevin, you guys are um, amazing fathers and uh, i'm I'm proud of i'm proud to see how great you are with your kids and uh you know just how great you guys do with your kids man so it's something that i just wanted to acknowledge um you two for and you know i think i do a pretty good job as well but you know you guys do an, ex- an outstanding job and just proud of us man you know we we are the i don't see any really anomalies a lot of us out there but a lot of people look at black dads as not being present, you know, and, you know, the, the, the fact that we are a unit that all have children that take care of our kids and love them and definitely love us. is, You know, that's that's uh, something I'm proud of, man. So I just wanted to say that. Likewise, Thank fellas,
2: you, likewise. I and I definitely feel the same way about both you guys. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Indeed. Hey, I look up to you guys. So I know if you know, you do something, I do it. I'm, I'm in line with some of the greats. so.
0: Wow. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to hop in on this. Um so how I see my parents uh I mean I see them as as adults uh flawed um heavily flawed. Um but that doesn't take take away necessarily from uh the greatness that they've achieved. Um I can really only speak for my mother. I can't really speak for my father. Um but I know my mother um you know, she she's done some amazing things. Um, but at the same time, as I've gotten older and been able to kind of identify different points in life where, you know, I can relate better as an adult. Um, I can I can understand I think her better than I think maybe she either can recognize herself or is able to allow someone to recognize if that makes sense um and so i think a lot of times that creates some tension between us because it's at least from my perspective i feel as though she wants to continue being that superhero for me she wants to continue to have me look at her with that same reverence of she can do no wrong, and she is the foremost authority and you know, um like her word is is always gospel, and you know she doesn't make mistakes and whereas I appreciate that, I think that's also that sets up several layers of failure failure on my part, failure on her part um and failure failure for both of us because in that regard, neither one of us can hold each other truly accountable. Um, and that's, that's a difficult place to be. Um, especially when you're again, growing up with a single parent and it's, you're, you're really relying on that person. Like you need that person to, um, unfortunately be mom and dad. Sometimes they need to give you that love and support, but they also need to give you the discipline and that structure. And, um, it's it's difficult to be able to do that, but at the same time, it's that consistency that Mario talked about that is necessary in order to to make that successful. And, you know, Kev, to kind of what you were talking about earlier, without a doubt, like, our parents are great people. Um, you know, my mom, like I said, has done some phenomenal things, but um, I've also had the opportunity to see the flaws um which humanize her which give me the opportunity to really understand her on a on a different level and like i love my mother without a doubt i appreciate my mother without a doubt i i would do anything for my mother um but it comes to a point where it's like i don't know i don't always know that my mother understands <sighs> I don't know what, what the role of, of being a mother is when your son is, is significantly older. He's not a child anymore and he's out of the house. He's not under your exact, um, he doesn't live in your household anymore. Um, and when you're, when your kids have grown up and they're no longer kids, they're now adults and they're living on their own and they're independent. And I know there's the emptiness syndrome, Um, and I think she, I think my mother really struggles with that because I think my mother has tied much of her identity to being a parent and being a mother. And so now that she's not necessarily being asked to do that in the same way she's used to, it's creating a lot of tension between her and myself. Um, well, between both of us, both of her sons. Um, how are how I feel like she sees us? I can speak to both. Um, I think some of you guys were there. My father, <laughs> the second to last time I talked to my father, he had uh, it was via a phone call, and he explained to me how he just wasn't prepared, and he wanted to be better, and he just needed some time, and that time happened to take about never so um he never really got to the point that he felt like he was prepared to really be uh a dad and be involved and that kind of stuff and you know time moves on um and so I think he sees me as being angry towards him when in reality I'm I'm more so indifferent I've gone through the angry phase and I've I've uh you know, I, I can understand and appreciate him for who he was at that point in time, and who he's been since. Um, but at the same time, I've made the decision to kind of just let that part go, and just let that exist in in the ether or an ethos, I should say, um, as is, um, and not really hold on to it, um, because it doesn't it doesn't serve a purpose for me anymore. Um, How my mother sees me, um, honestly, I'm not sure sometimes. Um, I know she loves me, I know she's proud of me, but I also know that she's been through a lot and on a certain level, I believe that she feels that everything that she's invested in us in terms of love hasn't been reciprocated back to her. But it's only because it hasn't come in the form that she's expected and not, yeah, not in the form that she's expected or what she's wanted. So instead of seeing that she was able to raise two young men during a turbulent time in American history um, in partially in the South, or in a, you know, urban metropolis area. And, um, you know, they're both independent. They are, you know, neither one of them are, you know, out running the streets and and that sort of thing. Knowing the background that we came up from, you know, I feel like I, I make my mother proud every day. And it's unfortunate that sometimes I think maybe she kind of loses sight of that. Um, and so I, I say that to say, I think inherently there is, like Warren was saying, there is a disconnect, right? How how we see our parents versus um, how they see us. Our parents see us with everything that's going on in their life and they're looking at us saying, despite everything that's going on, I'm able to do this. And sometimes we look at our parents and say, we only know this and we have these expectations of you. And we get to a point where you know, we're starting to make those decisions for our own and we don't necessarily need the same input from our parents. And we make our own decisions and we start moving away from necessarily what our parents may want for our best interests. And we start moving into the direction of what we want for our best interests and depending on how that relationship exists that can create tension if our parents are like but i want this for you and the the child is saying well that's not what i want for myself maybe i want something different and um i think that's something important to consider something i'm certainly you know definitely going to consider as I move into a phase of you know, having my own children or, or having children, I should say, because that gets me to my next point. Um, having children is understanding that wanting the best for them isn't always about knowing what's going to be best for them. It's about providing as much as you can and doing your best, showing up, being present, Um, And listening, trying to understand. um, And allowing them to explore on their own. Um, So there's that. Um, And then the last point. uh, I wanted to bring up was we are responsible for but do not own our children. Um, Which is a a crazy one because I. at least from my perspective, and I'll lead off, I feel as though I get a lot of flack because I feel as though I'm not living up or meeting the expectation that has been set for me. But at the same time, that's not necessarily my, that's not my expectation for myself. That's not my direction that I see myself going in. and I also feel as though if I'm not doing exactly what somebody else wants me to do, then somehow I'm doing something wrong, which is very um, interesting. And just like I said, going into this phase where I'm going to start having um, children, God willing, um, I want to continuously put in the forefront of my mind that I'm responsible for this person. However, all I'm doing is allowing this person to grow and flourish. And I'm giving them what they need, the resources they need, the tools they need. What they do with that stuff is completely up to them. But at the end of the day, like, I'm still going to love them with everything that I have. And I'm going to do everything in my power to be there, be supportive, and, you know, hope that they, they can see in me. Um, at least one example of how to go about doing things and maybe they are able to separate the good from the bad and just take the good. That'd be great. Or maybe they're able to see both and they're able to learn from the bad and be even better. That'd be awesome. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I don't want to feel as though I own my children and that they are somehow beholden to me.
2: that's it I, agree. I mean yeah i feel the same way i don't feel like i own my kids again like i said i feel like my job is to guide them into what they want to do slash be you know whatever that may be i'm just i'm just the guy in hand in that process so you know i feel the same way yeah
1: i wow. agree sorry
0: I feel like Warren got so,
4: Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like a lot of the, a lot of what has kind of come up today is really around expectation. And I think this this huge takeaway for, you know, for listeners, for even for us to kind of think about and hold on to is um, I feel like we have to figure out how to better manage our expectations. Um, it's, yeah, it, because our expectations is our our expectations are about us right it, it's not it's not other people's stuff like what i want or feel or need out of another person that's on me um and i'm not saying that we're supposed to we, we're supposed to you know cut our dreams short i'm not i'm not saying that we're supposed we're not supposed to have people in our lives that aren't going to let us down and that aren't going to be there to, to support us and, and, and be there for us. I'm not saying that these aren't things that should exist, but I think it's, it, I think part of the, the, the process can be to, to figure out how to better manage our expectations just in general. Um, yeah. And, and, and as I even say it, I mean, I, I think about my own story and I know kind of how I got to where I am and, you know, and that, that's been, beneficial for me just kind of keeping things at this very even and and like mid-range level like i like as an example i i i don't expect much from people and i'm still hopeful that i will get a lot from people right like i i have all the faith that you know my guys on this call right here are going to be here for me um if i need them if I should reach out and you can't, that's, that's not anything about anything other than, well, you've got, got stuff going on or you can't do it. It's not that, you know, like, oh my gosh, Kevin said, he was going to be here for me. And he let me down and it's the end of my work. I mean, that's not, I, I don't think that's, that's a realistic thing or better said that that's not a thing for me. Um, so, I, so what's been helpful for me is just kind of remembering, you know, I think we've said this a few times. Superheroes are superheroes, and often our heroes are people. They're flawed. They're imperfect. They are dealing with their own things, and sometimes we get our interactions with them when they may be in the middle of one of their most trying times, and we still want everything that we want from them, and it may be significantly harder to get it from them. So for me, it's been helpful to kind of measure all that stuff out and look at it together like all right so you know i call kevin and kevin you know i know kevin got my back he would do anything for me but if kevin you know has to do stuff with his family or, or if he has to you know he has something previously previously arranged or he's got something going on that he's just not he doesn't have the capacity to to help me out that's not about me and kevin uh, not feeling you know not having a strong relationship it's about something else going on so i would think like you know what that's not that's not indicative of him or me being a terrible person or him not, you know, caring about me. It's, it's about a circumstance. So I guess kind of this whole thing is about just figuring out how to, We I think we need to kind of keep things in perspective. We plural, we, us, we, me, we, you know, the other four guys in the call, we, the world, we need to just kind of figure out how to remember what's, what um, kind of trust in the value of our relationships. Um, really kind of dig deep and make sure we understand what is going on. You know, like, I know I have these, these fantastic, you know, support system supporters on this call right now. So I know that I'm not alone. Um, even if you guys have your own stuff going on. Um, and I think it's important to kind of look out for those things, right? Just kind of remember that we all have, we all have times when we're not at our best and people are still going to be counting on us and we do the best we can. And the hope is that the folks that we aren't able to, to do the best four, know that it's not about anything other than, you know, we just can't, we can't at that moment, but it's not indicative or representative of a relationship, Yeah, and so. Yeah, I had a, a random, random thought.
3: Um, let me make sure I'm not on mute. Um, so like parents that have to make the transition from their, their kids, um, I guess being their equal, you know, like, you know, like, for, like, Kevin, you talk to your, your dad now, and, and, you know, I'm not talking to my pops as being, you know, yeah, he's, my, he's still my dad, I'm still a son, but, like, we're, like, you know, like, I'm talking to him about stuff that I'm going through, that he's gone through, so it's, like, I'm getting advice from him, and it's, like, he's now my equal, so, like, that, that shift in the relationship, you know, and how, you know, some, you know, you hear about the overbearing mother that puts her nose in everything because she doesn't know her place, because the Relationship has shifted from her kind of guiding, you know, the path of her child to her child having their own path. And, you know, they, they pay their own bills. They got their own mortgage, got their own kids, got their own car. And she don't have a say because, you know, that's he, he's his own man or she's his own, she's our own woman. So I was thinking like that. That's another dynamic that some parents probably have a hard time of understanding their new role in their child's life. Um, at a certain point in time, because you're not going to be that 16 year old or 15 year old. You're going to be that 25 year old that's, you know, doing his own thing and it's kind of it's kind of figuring out the world on his on its own. And you got your own stuff going on. Like my mom, and she comes to my house, and if something's not in the place, she thinks she should be like, you should do this. And I'm like, mom I'm like, I pay the mortgage, so you can walk <laughs> about by the floor, and you can get in your car and drive back to your house and do all this. Like me, I, I, I say it jokingly, but I say it all the time. Oh, she's like she's always popping off. My like, mom, you're my driveway. Like you know, you can you can say that over there on that side, the other side of the street on that property. So, and you know, and it's it's a loving banter, but you know, it's it's a joke. But still, some parents don't know how to accept their new role in their child's life um, at a certain point in time. So just, if you can throw that out There's another another topic or just another standpoint. So.
1: Absolutely.
0: Chris said his mom popping off.
1: She's probably popping <laughs> off, man. Like, oh, think I'm like, nah, like get out of here. Ah, Uh,
0: time, time for uh, final thoughts. Yeah, hey, final thoughts. Go around real quick, and I'll put a bow on it. I'll say my final thoughts,
1: man. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess yeah. My closing thoughts would just be, um, it's an ongoing, um. Relationship, you know, it, it changes as, as kind of people have alluded to and, and, and adapts over the years. Um, and, and maybe it does develop from, you know, hero to realizing they have flaws to peer to probably just a, another final appreciation toward the end. Not to be morbid, but um, I think there's a, a cycle of, 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 of feelings throughout the relationship. And um realizing that you know if there's a a tough time it's probably during a transitional period from one to the other and um trying to have that perspective um and 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 keeping in mind that you know they they made mistakes too i think it's helpful and that's probably the most important closing thought i have and you know remember to try to forgive when you can because uh life ain't forever that's all i got
0: Mary, what you got um
2: Love your parents. You never really understand what they were going through at that time. Um, they're human, um, and and that's something we got to take into account. You know, ties back into Warren's uh, comments about expectations. Um, they're human. You know, you mess up, you make mistakes. They messed up and they made mistakes. They did their best at the time. Um, gotta forgive for those types of things and that's one of the things Kevin touched on as far as forgiving um if you are a parent be the best you can be um it's not I don't have like a real spiel or anything but honestly yeah just be the best you can be uh your kids need it and it helps make you a better person um yeah just be the best you can be and um yeah, forgive and and, and, and make, make expectations a tad more realistic.
0: We're all human. We make mistakes. We're not perfect.
4: Warren, what you got? You know, I gave mine with the whole, you know, manager expectations. Um you know, kinda we all pretty much did this. Um but yeah, going back to the manager expectations piece. Um it's it, I think that's something that can benefit everybody, benefit ourselves, benefit the folks that, you know, that we're talking to and working with, but just try to do our best to, to manage expectations. And, you know, like Rio said, keep make them as realistic as possible, keeping in mind that people have stuff going on. Take us home, Q.
0: All right. Um, Just my closing thought really quick. Um, To all the parents out there, you know, We appreciate you as, as other people, as, as other parents, um, as children of parents. Um, you know, we, we understand that you're never prepared. You never really know if what you're doing is the right thing, but we trust that you're doing your best and that's all we can ever ask from you. Um, the biggest thing as a parent is to be present. Don't worry about making mistakes, because that's going to happen. But if you're giving 120%, then that's all you can really do. And on that note, being present is more important than being perfect. This has been another episode of the Fellas 5 Podcast. And Hit us up. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Same thing, Fellas 5 Podcast. Catch us on Anchor for the next episode. Um, if you have any ideas, suggestions, topics, you want to throw out all that is, we are always open. The lines are open. Hit us up. But until next time, those five. We out.
4: Laters.